This is the Jace and Jensen Morning Sports Show. Hey, hey, hey. Magic. Get out of here, dude. Hey, hey, hey. Jensen Morning Sports Show. I am Martin Jensen. And I am Jason Kane, and I am so excited. Let's get to it, man. We have a pretty special guest on. Before we even get to him, we also have recent news. But Jason, this is the first episode of Summer Chronicles. And it, I am so excited, man. School's over. We're going to give you all we got. It's going to be amazing, man. Everything. All all our energy. Everything. We're going to be like Zen Masters with the amount of energy we're putting. Yep. We are in summer now. Congratulations to all those graduating in the class of 2020. Those mm-hmm. of us in college, those of us in high school, you guys yep. didn't get the celebration that most people get, but we still love you guys. We still appreciate what you guys yeah, did. Sure, good stuff. Shout out to you guys. Jace, let's get into some recent news. Now, this let's might be about- the weirdest controversial rule change in sports history. As of Friday, the NFL will award teams that hire head coaches and general managers of minority with higher draft picks. The highest you can move in the draft is 16 spots. So say you have the first pick of the third round. You can potentially move up to the 17th pick in the second round, moving past half the teams in the league. You brought this up to me. What mm-hmm. do you take? What do you think of this move? Dude, when I first saw this, I was like, it's got to be a joke. Like I thought it was like, you know, a, a meme or something. But like, I saw it on ESPN and they're reporting it. And I was like, this is crazy. It's, it seems like it's just discrimination. And it's just crazy to me that the NFL feels that they need to give incentives to the owners to hire minorities. You know, the, the minorities should just be able to get a fair chance and be hired because of their qualifications and not because of some incentives, you know. Now, this is a attack on to the Rooney rule, which is, of course, the Steelers, my team, where you have to interview a minority for head coaching positions and GM positions. This is literally fighting racism with racism. Like, you're not fixing yeah. anything by rewarding teams. So say you have two people who are equally available for the opportunity. Yeah. And you're going to pick the minority over the, I don't know, white was opposite of minority white. Yeah. And Caucasian. Caucasian. And mm-hmm. you're literally fighting the wrong way in the equal opportunity yeah. regime. It should just be off of who's the most qualified, you know? But Who's the best? It's crazy. It's crazy. It came down to this. Chase, so I don't know if it's sad news or just bizarre. But <laughs> New York Giants and Seattle Seahawks cornerbacks DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar have an arrest warrant out for them in South Florida for an armed robbery. The city that never sleeps, obviously doesn't care about Corona, had a party that was crashed by Baker and Dunbar as they were accused of stealing money and watches with force. Dunbar in his sixth season making $3.2 million a year told reporters, you just want to feel wanted at the end of the day. If you were being a millionaire and wanted to feel like you belong, do you have the urge to rob someone forcefully? No, absolutely not. This is a sad story, bro. I, I have something to say about this. When you, when you first see stories like this, you immediately think like, what in the world are they doing? You're an NFL player. You're making more money than most people in the world. And you do this. And it, it's a valid question, no doubt. But 
there's definitely no excuse for this kind of behavior. But then I started thinking, like, a lot of these players, they come from underprivileged lifestyles before they made it to the league. And a lot of these players' struggles, they struggle to totally abandon that lifestyle. I'm not giving them any excuses, but, you know, I can definitely see why this happens with these professional athletes because they get so used to living how they grow up. But it's, it's, it's so stupid that, you know, they, it came down to that. They had to do that. Like, what made them think, yeah, let's go rob people with some guns? 3.25 million. That's not a lot to some people. Some people want more. <laughs> Shit, they're tripping, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that in my bank account any day. Definitely. Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, speaking of overpaid, says he wasn't concerned after hearing <laughs> off-season trade rumors saying, I'm here. I love being a Detroit Lion. It's nice for him to say, but ultimately being traded is not up to him. It's the front office. Jason, mm-hmm. you're a collegiate athlete, so obviously this hasn't happened to you. But how does it feel as a player when management is caught speaking like this about you? It's pretty wild, but it seems like this story was more like the media kind of, uh, you know, speculating because I was reading and it said they sold their house and they thought, you know, they, they were going to get Stafford out of there. But really it was just they have a, a pool and a lake in their backyard. You know, they don't want their kids running in the water. So it, it, it was kind of a funny story, but like, Definitely, like, if you hear people that don't want you in the organization, you're thinking, like, man, I mean, I don't want to be here. As of the 21-22 NBA season, the NBA will be using Wilson brand balls instead of Spalding, which leads me to you. What is your favorite ball to play with? Well, it's the Wilson. And uh, this is an interesting story because I've played with the, the Spalding NBA ball, and it's hard to play with. It bounces different. You know, the feeling of the ball is different. And when you try to spin it on the backboard, it just dies. So it's just amazing to see what these NBA players do with the Spalding ball. But now with the Wilson ball, your average Joe can shoot 40% from three with the Wilson ball. So, like, if they're really going to use these Wilson balls that I think they're going to use, I think these NBA teams are going to start scoring 200 points a game. Maybe, maybe the Spalding was a low handicap on the player. And that's yeah. why they switch it till now. But shoot, Steph Curry's going to shoot 60%. Right. As a shooter, I can testify that catching the softball in your hand is a lot better than catching the rock hard falling. Exactly. Yeah, that thing is hard, man. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> NBA owners and execs are hopeful for an NBA return after a call with Adam Silver on Thursday. But the oh-so-popular Drew League is officially canceled for the summer. Does this hint at possible off-season basketball at lower levels, such as AAU, being canceled for the summer? I've been I've been hearing some stories saying that people think it's going to come back in August, maybe AAU, uh, but probably not Drew League. But it's sad because, you know, I, I live in SoCal now, and I know how important the Drew League is to Hoop fans uh, in L.A., including me, and I know they're not happy about it. It's, it's There's nothing like watching some of the best Hoop talent play so freely. We got our first look at Marvin Bagley going against DeMar DeRozan in the Drew League. Now, your yep. brother is very great at uh, <laughs> basketball for uh-huh. his age. Uh, how is he affected by the AAU? Is is he getting a lot more uh, talks with his coaches about yeah, being no, canceled? My brother was going to have a huge year, so it, it sucks for him because he was probably going to blow up, get a lot of offers, but now uh, the coaches can't see him. So it, it definitely sucks for, for my brother, but hopefully he gets these uh, viewing periods back for the coaches to see him. Jace, yeah. we are moving on to facts or disrespect. You can't handle the truth. Trey Young made an appearance on the jump, and Scottie Pippen mm-hmm. asked him how long he could take losing. Trey's response, not long, not long. If the Hawks mm-hmm. 
fail Trey Young and continue to be under 500 for the remainder of his rookie contract. Facts or disrespect, we will see Trey Young in a new uniform in two years. It seems like he really likes the city from what I've seen. And, you know, obviously as a competitor, you don't want to lose. I think the Hawks can build around Trey. And, you know, I brought this up last episode. They can build around Trey like the Warriors did with Steph since they're similar players. Now, I'm not saying Trey is the kind of player like Steph, but I think you can build around someone like Trey. Do you think the same blueprint will be applied that worked for Steph Curry? Do you think it will be applied to Trey Young? Shoot, if I was the Hawks management, I would try it. Because, I mean, it's obviously worked for the Warriors. At this point, you're you're one of the worst teams in the league. you got to try something. (laughs) (laughs) Something's not working there. Yeah. Our guest today, we have Alex Gil Fernandez, one of your teammates down at CSUSM. My dog. Uh, You could go watch our interview with Alex. Our first, our second ever episode uh, Mm -hmm. was with Alex Gil Fernandez. You can go watch that. Listen to it on Spotify iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you listen to. Alex Gil Fernandez joins us. First thing I would like to talk about is The Last Dance. Now, The Last Dance is obviously the only thing in entertainment right now. And the Michael Jordan <laughs> documentary continues to rise in popularity. We saw episodes 7 and 8 on Mother's Day Sunday. And the series finale will be this Sunday. What are your thoughts on it? Start with you, Jace. I thought it was amazing to see uh, Michael Jordan go play baseball and be not terrible at it and still and this name come back and be one of the best or still the best player in the league it's, it's crazy to me it shows that he's one of the greatest athletes ever and you know he doesn't compare to lebron what do you think alex firstly uh, it's glad to be, i'm just happy to be back with you guys i'm glad you guys asked me to come back second my thoughts on the show first of all the show is awesome especially now yes, when we're not doing anything it's it's something to look forward to during the week and those last two episodes like jay said he touched on the baseball part but the fact that he left the league for a year and a half and came back and win three championships. Now, I don't know if he wins those three championships if he doesn't go play baseball. Now, I don't know what your opinions on that is, but if he stays in the league, do you see him winning two more titles? Or do you think that two years, like he said in the documentary, were beneficial to him and that's the reason why they went on another three peak? Because he did, he did look exhausted after he need, that. He, he needed, needed that a break. break for sure. He needed yeah. a break emotionally. And so uh, that's what I found most interesting about that, those two episodes. I will definitely comment on that because I do not think he wins the next, uh, the next title in 94. Uh, he was drained. He was absolutely done. And baseball was kind of a way also to get away from his, his father's death. I think his father's death would have taken much more of a toll on him if he kept playing and kept grinding. And I think it would have been even worse if he would have lost in the finals. It would. I think we would have saw Michael Jordan retire for good and not even go try to play baseball, just retire That's true. after the 94 season when he was playing baseball. Uh, one big takeaway I got from it was Jordan was laughing at comments made by Gary Payton and his mm-hmm. lockdown defense. Oh, my God, uh, that was comments. Not giving him <laughs> any credit to him carrying his team to two finals wins and disregarding any relation between Gary Payton and his success. Thoughts? Jordan is just crazy if you haven't noticed. Like, he's so competitive, <laughs> he'll never tell anybody that they're good or they affected him, you know. He's, he's the GOAT for a reason. His mind is different. I agree, but he did have some kind words for Isaiah Thomas, which is surprising given their relationship. So, yeah. you know, I think the question, the way they proposed the question to him, he didn't have a, you know, couldn't really say anything positive about Gary Payton. You know, he was a great player, and I think Michael Jordan would admit he's a great player. The whole way the documentary is filmed, though, it, it does take – Jordan's perspective, and I think I don't know what the truth is. I think they exaggerate the truth to a certain extent to make it entertaining. That that makes sense. I don't know if you guys read the book Jordan Rules. Yeah, I highly highly recommend it. But it goes in depth into that first championship season, 
And there's a lot of other things they don't talk about in the documentary that this book touched on. And I'm curious to see how that documentary is filmed. And I think it's a little biased. I think we can agree on that. It's definitely yeah. taken from Jordan's perspective, but I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, it's the Jordan documentary. What do you, what do you, exactly. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You're, you're not uh, citing this in your final paper for college. <laughs> right. Uh, now let's move on to the California new rules. California governor Newsom states that all Cal States will be online in fall. You guys yes. being Cal State athletes, how do you guys feel about that? You know, from what I've heard, you know, we probably won't go back to school for training until November or December. And, and that pushes our off-season timeline, you know, it throws my off-season timeline over. Because, you know, I've been preparing for a season a certain way for numerous years now. And now I have this happen. And now all of a sudden it's September and I'm not in basketball shape. Or I work too hard in the off-season. I have reached my peak, my athletic peak in the summer where I should be in the fall. So, I mean, it's confusing. It throws that timeline off. But I think we'll adjust and it's going to be all right. Yeah, no, I, I really feel bad for the seniors like Alex and, and Blake, uh, Blake Sites being on our team. Uh, I feel bad for them. You know, their senior year is going to get cut short. They're not going to get a full season. We're going to end up playing like 20 games come to 30. And, you know, all those all those extra games count. And, you know, people say uh, college is the best times of our lives and this is being taken away from us. So it, it's a it's a sad situation. Do yeah. you see any possibility of March Madness happening in late March like it usually does? I think so. That's that's what they're aiming for. Uh, I've talked right. to my coaches and they said uh, they're, that's they're going to still try to have March Madness. We'll go to league and then straight to playoffs. You know, I don't know how I feel about that, James. It, it's my senior year. I don't want to play a short season with no fans. Exactly. I'd rather sit out a year and then come the following year with everything back to normal or a new sense of normal and i don't know how i feel about this upcoming season to be honest we might, we might have to talk about talk to coach about that man and uh, has your guys coach uh said anything to you guys like about how to prepare and how to adjust due to coronavirus you know he, he's just he's motivating us to stay in shape and you know come back next year in great shape but as far as you know he can't really do much though you know we're out of his supervision we're yeah. all on our own so it's up to us, you know, there's going to be a lot of self-discipline and that's going to show. And I think when we come back, it's really going to show the players that worked hard and players that took a couple of days off. I mean, it's really, yeah, it, it's definitely just up to the players at this point. How much do you want it? You know, how much do you care about this next season? It, I feel bad for some of the bench players that next year that don't play a lot. Spring training and fall workouts gets them ready to go. Right. Yeah, now you shut sure. that out. Now, these guys aren't playing at all. There are people, and I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but there's going to be some people that aren't playing at all. That sort of discipline, and that's not there. So, Well, some people aren't even allowed to play. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo can't have an avenue to play right now. So right, right. there's definitely a barrier. And like you said, who wants it more? And I'm assuming you guys want it. We were going to have a huge season. But what, I'll say one positive about this is Coach said that we still get our scholarship money and we don't have to live <laughs> in San Marcos. So, you know, I'm going to just stack up my bread and, you know, Save for a house or something. Man, not going to lie. Not going to lie. I think I bought three new shoes and some new Jordans. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Let's move on to the NBA ranking the 74 greatest players of all time. And we have a couple standouts here. Uh, Alex, you have uh, a little hot takes that you'd like to give us. It's time for On the Stove. Oh, that's hot. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to start off a little light and then we're going to move on to the heavy stuff. But my first thing is, I think Westbrook should be ahead of Oscar Robertson. 
I mean, Westbrook had the same season Oscar Robertson had, but he had it in three different occasions. So I think he should be higher, but I think he will get moved up there once he retires. I think he's just an active player. Yeah. It's it's the nostalgia and the old people saying no. Oscar. Exactly. You know, and, that's, and, that's what I think it is. And I think Westbrook needs a ring. Um, yeah. To solidify yeah. his legacy. All right. Here's the hot take. I think Monte Ellis should be in that list, man. I'm a log off. Okay, you guys can have. You guys I'm can gonna. Have this. I'm done. All right. Let me just let me just tell you. Let me tell you Monte Ellis' stats here. Let me hear right. this case. Yeah. Let me hear the case. <laughs> he averaged 17.8 for his career. 4.6 assists, 45% from the field. But he did have the last two seasons he was in the league. His numbers went down, but he was averaging 20 for most part of his career. Averaged 25.5 with the Warriors. In the following year, he averaged 24.1. So he was a top 10 scorer in the league for numerous years. And there's just some guys in this top list that I'm like, wait a minute. Throw, throw some names in there. Throw some who, names. who do you think is is non-deserving in in order to balance out Monte Ellis in the league. Yeah. I'm not going to no, – no disrespect to Willis Reed. No, no. Nothing – I think he should be above Willis Reed. I believe he should be <laughs> – Jason's over here laughing. <laughs> Earl, Earl Moreau was solid, but I I think Monte Ellis should be ahead of Earl Moreau. What I about George Mikan? Come on, man. He invented the Mikan, Joe. You're not going to you're not gonna disrespect my guy, Joe. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, no, I wouldn't put him above those guys. But I, I think Bob Cousy would fry Montez. You guys know who Dave Collins is? I mean, yep. yes. Yes, yes, yes. 17.6 points per game. Come on now. But he did average near 14 rebounds. But, so. like, I think the case for Monte not being in there is what did he do on the winning side? You know, like right. The, right. the whole point of basketball. <laughs> Sure. That definitely tarnished his legacy. But he's playing. He's, when he did play in the playoffs, he had some really big games. Like yeah. it's the NBA. It's hard to you know make the top 20, seventy-five list without leaving some really good players out there. Yeah, that's true. That was uh, Alex Gil Fernandez, the first guest on the stove. Some debates I'd like to spark here. Let's get uh, to it. Anthony Davis at number forty-five and Russell Westbrook at forty-two. Yeah. I touched on the Westbrook. I think he, but when his career is over, he's going to end up being in the top twenty. I believe he should be. I mean, he's just putting unbelievable numbers. And the Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis now. Wait, 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 wait. Russell Westbrook, top yeah. twenty. Uh, are we saying? Are we saying how many rings does he have by the end of his, his career? It's hard. He's not going to win. Yeah, it's either going to be none or one or two. So no. you think you think zero? We'll get him top 20 with his stats. Hi- hypothetically, hypothetically. You're right. You're right. I mean, that's a good point. I, th- I think he needs to win a ring. I mean, if he gets a ring, then that top 20, top 25 is, is a no-brainer. In my Alex, opinion. I think the only reason you're saying that is because you guys play the same, just crazy as ever. <laughs> just, just sprint around the court as hard as you can. <laughs> but, yeah, I love, I love the way you guys play. I think that's the only reason you're saying that. No, no. <laughs> Look at Westbrook's stats, man. It, yeah, it's no, it's unbe- though, unbelievable. Yeah. It is. It is. Stats. And if you're going to put Oscar Robinson that high, then come on now. We got uh, Kobe Bryant in at nine. I know Jace did not like that one. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> players in front of him include Bill Russell, Tim Duncan, and Larry Bird. You know, I obviously don't agree with this. I'm putting Kobe in the top five over Tim, Magic, Larry, and Will. I think oh. that's obvious. Oh, um, man. What, what, what do you think, Matt? Magic has said... Magic has said himself, Kobe's the greatest Laker of all time. So why Magic's, is he in the top? Magic is crazy, bro. Magic <laughs> is the best Laker of all time. Can I get a rebuttal? Someone? Anyone? Exactly. I, I think Tim Duncan is the most underrated big man 
I think he has to be top five. If you're going to say Kobe Bryant's top five, then Tim Duncan is top five. Why? Yes. I don't think you so. don't think so. He's the oh. best power forward of all time. Okay, I put him ahead. You're talking about Hakeem Olajuwon. You're talking about Bill Russell. You know what? Bill Russell. I can't hate on Bill Russell, but I would put him yeah, above. You, you can't. That's why he's in my top five. He has 11. Like, you can't say anything. Okay, but Tim Duncan, I'd put him over Hakeem. I, I'll okay. give you that. The, give the you NBA that. list did do that. Because Tim's got five championships. Yeah, Tim got five championships. Sure. But yeah. you're right. I would agree that Kobe should be above Larry Bird. Next, we have Hakeem at 12 and Oscar Robinson at 11. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. You already know how I feel about Oscar Robinson. I mean, what he did for the game was historic and first mm-hmm. player to average triple-double, but I think he's overrated and he's a little high on that list. Yeah, no, all, all respect to Oscar. I think it's just a nostalgic you know, yeah. aspect of it. People you know, can't get yeah. over that. But I, I think he's great. I think he's top 20. Uh, Steph Curry over Kevin Durant. Sheesh. I, I don't that's, know. That's that. terrible. That's terrible. I, like, if you're talking <sighs> about greatness, because Steph does have three rings now, but mm. in terms of better player, like KD, I think is top 10. Top 10, on, bro. For sure. Seven <laughs> feet with a strap on. <laughs> and handle. And yeah. handle. I'm putting him above Larry Bird. I think he gets one more ring and then. I don't know. If, if KD played in the 80s, they would have arrested <laughs> this man. They would have arrested this man <laughs> for murder. Oh, I'm uh, taking. Yeah, no, I'm taking KD over Larry Bird. Yeah. We got uh, Dirk at 19, five spots behind Cole Malone. I just took so much disrespect oh, to that. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Dirk Nowitzki, his whole career was. I mean, the guy was just. A bucket machine. He was the first stretch four we've seen like that. A seven footer, he could shoot the three. Uh, unbelievable. And his performance against the Heat in 2011, yeah, prime yeah, historic. Prime LeBron against a Miami Heat team that was unbelievable. So, with zero all stars on his team, a 42 year old Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you, man. He should he should be above. Yeah, with with absolutely no athleticism. Kevin Durant higher than Scottie Pippen, Jace. Oh, snap. Kevin Garnett, not Durant. Oh, did I Kevin say, Garnett oh, over right. Scottie Pippen. Kevin Garnett over Scottie Pippen. Uh, yes. No, absolutely not. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw your face. It was a prank. Scottie's greatness. You know, he's got his rings and one of the greatest defenders of all time. KG only has one. I think it's obvious. And, and not the greatest defender of all time. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't under KG was a great defender though. Let's not. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the but, yeah, he's one of the greatest. But Scottie yeah. Pippen might be the greatest defender of all time. Yeah, ah, uh, definitely. Scottie Pippen's always been underrated, so uh, mm-hmm. I give him that one. Yeah. Uh, last one, David Robinson under Charles Barkley. Well, Charles Barkley was a great player. Uh, I mean, the guy was six five, six six, but he played like he was six ten, and and he just had a high, very high motor. Yeah. Um, and he didn't win a ring, but I mean. We're talking about the Jordan era too, and that's why you got to give some sort of credit to Carl Malone because with the, if Jordan wasn't there, I think he wins two rings too. So, yep. ah, it's a tough one. That's a hard one. I, I just I, I think Charles Barkley is a great player, and I think I would I would put him above. But. Yeah, I think they they hold that ring you know situation against him you know right. too hard. I think uh, if Jordan wasn't there, he he probably wins one. The For man sure. still had an MVP, so. Yeah. While Jordan was in his prime, so exactly. that is that is a great point right there, Mark. But I think it, it, that was the LeBron effect as well. You know how LeBron has should have won like eight MVPs by now, but they just give it to someone else because they don't want to give it to LeBron every year. I think that's what happened with Jordan. Uh, okay. Conference finals in the NBA should have happened uh, this weekend, which leads me to my next question: What are some possible playoff scenarios? Let's start with the eight seed in the West. There are believers of many teams that think mm-hmm. they could be in it. 
Uh, Portland, Memphis, and the Pelicans are among them. Uh, who is in oh, wait, and who out. is out? You're not going to just disrespect my Kings like that. <laughs> I know, but when I was writing it, I was like, I know he's going to say something. <laughs> all right, all right, Chase, we'll uh, we'll start with you because uh, I think we know your answer. So who gets that eighth seed? Who gets that eighth seed in the West? The Kings, bro. They were on oh. fire the last couple games of the season, bro. They, <laughs> come on, the Grizzlies. Come on, <laughs> Come on, but you don't think Zion, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, all star? They, they were playing well. Are going to take were, over? I think they were too young to get to that spot, and the Grizzlies were too young. That's why the Kings would be there. Uh, what do you think, Alex? I got the Portland Trailblazers. I, yeah, I still think they got one of the best backcourts in the league, and um, their bench is you know a little weak this year. But I, I, I think they got the experience, and I, I really think they'll make that push. And I With see the Grizzlies yeah. dropping. Is Nurkic uh, going to be back? Quick question. Is Nurkic going to be back? Is he healthy? Everyone's going to be healthy. So here's here's a big thing uh, before we continue on about the uh, conference finals. Is that right. Woj states that teams aren't that aren't in championship contention quite yet, uh, such as the Brooklyn Nets, uh, will not play their star, star-studded players that are coming back from injury like Kevin Durant, even if he's fully ready to go. Do you think this would be some conversation with Kevin Durant and the Warriors said he stayed in Golden State? First, I don't think it's a smart decision to come back. Um, they're the seventh seed right now, although the East is up for grabs. And I think if he was fully healthy and he didn't come off an injury, I think I mean, the Nets would be one of the favorites. If he was on the Warriors, I mean, you're looking at the Warriors who are 15 and 50. So I, I don't think he would come back and play for the Warriors. No, I, I don't think he, KD should come back. This championship is going to have an asterisk next to it anyway. No exactly. It, so I Very don't cool. think that's the point. Moving back into the possible NBA playoffs, uh, who do you have, we'll start with you, Alex, in your conference finals in the NBA this season? I'll make it quick. So I, I got in the Western Conference, I got the Lakers and Clippers. Uh, those are the two best teams in the West. In the East, I got the Bucks and the Celtics. Oh, that's my four as well. I don't even have to speak. All right. Yeah. I, what, about, what about you, Martin? I would go with the 76ers over Ooh, the Celtics. That's going to too be much going on over there. The process is over. Okay. No, <laughs> oh, man. The process is still going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alex, last thing for you. Yeah. If you were to build around a player today, yep. in their prime, CP3 or Steph Curry? Steph and Curry, no doubt. That is an easy question for me. The way he can shoot it, the way his range, it's just – and he's passing a belt. He's a great point guard. So, I'm taking Stephen Curry every day, all day Steph, over yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. Steph, Steph has proven himself at the highest level. So, that's all I got to say. We we can't disregard how great CP3 was in this He prime. was great, but what did he do? He was great. He got them pretty deep, but not until uh, the Steph Curry. Not three yeah, championships. It was. We thank you, Alex, for coming on the show. It's an absolute blessing to have you on. This is Summer Chronicles 1. We are coming out hot. You can go check out his interview in our Spotify. Jace, anything else? Nope, that's it. it. This went by really quick, man. We're going to have to have Alex again. Thanks for having me again, guys. It's a pleasure. See ya. See ya. Hey, hey, hey. We are back. Check in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for some new episodes.